I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to the Junk Time AFL podcast for round 5, 2022. We're coming to you from Wayne Jackson Studios. My name is Michael Chamberlain. And joining me is a man who is thrilled that Gil McLaughlin is stepping down as CEO of the AFL. This is Adam Rosenbaum. Uh, yes, g'day Michael. G'day Junk Timers. It is a joyous occasion that we finally see in the back of this monster who has ruled over us with an iron fist. It's kind of like when they pulled Saddam Hussein's statue down <laughs> in Baghdad all those years ago. We'll, we'll get to do that. Gil is stepping down at the end of the season, so we'll be down there at AFL House cheering the end. Mission accomplished, it'll say. He's finally gone. I mean, that's the thing, though. That's the thing I don't trust about Gil, though. A little bit like Trump. Uh, I feel yeah. like I feel like he's already talking, making a bit of noise so that he won't go quietly. Yeah. And then eventually <laughs> we have an insurrection <laughs> at the back yeah. of Marvel, at the AFL offices. All the people yeah. with the Gil... I mean, I don't want to see if I can bison standing <laughs> in the nah. studio out of afl.com.au podcast. We don't want that. Oh, I yeah, I hear Gil's been telling the people at the Ark to look closely at uh, his uh, resignation <laughs> and saying that there's more to it if you look closely at it. Mm-hmm. And he's also called for the uh, AFL Black Ops Integrity to look in <laughs> to his successor and saying that, you know, his successor, you know, if anyone wants to hang his successor, he's fucking bang up for it. That's yeah, sure. Saying. I don't know if you uh, watched the press conference when Gil stepped down, but you could mm. halfway through you could he- very clearly hear a chant of "Lock them up, lock them up." I heard that very <laughs> clearly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was it was <laughs> it was amazing scenes, but it has paved the way. So Gil has done a fantastic job. Obviously, uh, was there from 2014 and got us through the COVID years. He brought us AFLW. He's actually done a fairly good job, but. There is time for new visions, and that's where Junk Time is that we are announcing our ticket as the Junk Time co-CEOs of the AFL. And can I just say, in our pitch to the AFL, Michael, if we're not instantly handed the gig, just based on <laughs> some of the suggestions that we make, I, I don't, I just can't say who they can go with once we've made our pitch. I figure it's time for a double hander too. Like also, like you know, two heads are better yeah. than one. So, you know, why not, why not do that? And I, I mean, I am yet to be contacted by any of the headhunting companies, but I, I feel like it's about to happen too. Yeah. Yeah, no, we'll, we'll, we'll get a call from one of those. Uh, I'm, I'm assuming that sort of one of the teams must be sponsored by a, what are they called, a, a recruitment team? You know, you know, see those those like secondary or third uh Sponsorships and the on the board behind the coach, and you're like, oh, I don't even know what that company is. Oh yeah, sure, sure, sure. Yeah, I figure, I figure actually, um, I figure recruitment teams would be littered through the AFL, surely. Yeah, you'd hope so. There's so many teams, but so we've, well, we'll we'll put them to you, junk timers, and you let us know what you think of these ideas that Michael and I are going to put as a part of our pitch to be the co CEOs of the AFL. For starters, 
We're going to go with a 34-week season. So each team plays each other twice and 16 weeks of finals. So you will basically never be without <laughs> footy across the year. And who doesn't want that? <laughs> like you go, I can't come to Christmas Day, Mum. I'm, we're playing in a grand final. But hopefully we also can have the bye week as well so we can do a live show before, before the finals, before the four months of finals that we're going to have. Yeah, exactly. Let's fact it in, Michael. It's great. And the players, they get a week off in between seasons. So what more do they want? They're paid well enough, and I think they get... If you miss the finals, you're getting four months off anyway. So, you know, they've got to be happy. And I also think as well, like, if they get a week off, like, they all talk about how awful the summer training is. So we're actually yeah. helping them out by the fact we go, hey, yeah. you don't have there to do, none. you know, endless laps of the Oval. Like, you actually go straight yep. from, you know, the Premiership one week later. You're backing up and playing another game. <laughs> yeah, so you see the Premiership match, and then a week later, you see the Premiership rematch. <laughs> oh, how exciting would that be? Uh, another one. They're also talking about, you know, they want to expand the league out to, you know, uh, Tasmania, probably give the Northern Territory a team. I'm saying we are due for an international franchise. Yep. And I think you, you've got to have an already established organisation, and that's why I say that ISIS will be the next... Will the, be the big international introduction, the ISIS, um, the ISIS footy team. Like when you say, well, you don't want to go close to their cheer squad. When you see the black banners all about, you are you are giving them a wide berth down behind the goals. Like if you're if you're playing at full back, and the ISIS cheer squad is is getting into you from behind, you know you're playing footy. I mean, so what you like about their tactics, we can all agree that ISIS yeah. do play an attacking brand of football, and then, very. And then also, I think I think we'd get a very clear idea of whether the wands that they wave over your body at the ground actually work <laughs> when the ISIS fans show up. <laughs> exactly. We're going to put the security to the test. I think it's a good idea. Here's another one for you. If at any stage during the season you lose by, say, 80 points or more, you are re- relegated to a suburban league for a week. Oh, not bad. I like that idea. Yeah, it's um, it's great that we both have the same ideas at all times. Yes, yeah. like that's we're, right. We're yes. Peas in a pod. We're working together, mate. We're co-CEOs. This is how it works. I throw <laughs> them up. You help me out. So you say, say Carlton, right? They get they get thumped. They get eighty points. You have a shocker. You just have one of those games where just everything goes wrong. Next week, you're playing out in the fucking, you know, um, Eastern District League. You're playing up against fucking Ringwood, Ringwood North, Norwood. And also, you're kicking the jaw from the morning, so it's like a uh, eight a.m. start yeah. on a Saturday. Yeah. And then the next week, you get to go back in the season. You lose a bit of money, but bad luck. That will teach you to be competitive and not get thumped by more than eighty points. You got to prove yourself. It's part of the game. It is part of the game, and I know that um, they're cracking down on umpire abuse, and we'll get to that uh, shortly. It's been kind of crazy over the weekend with just some of the 50s that were given away. But, and you know, we completely agree with that, but how about in a game you get one proper abuse of the umpire, and okay. you can do what you like. You can John Burke them, you can trip them over, yep. elbow, spit, swear, threaten their family, go for it. Once a match, so whether you want to do it early for a con, you know controversial fifty, well that could be part the of the game, late. couldn't it? A bit like cricket, like mm. you know when do you do power plays? Like with the abuse, yes. like you, do you go early in the first quarter just to kind of send a warning to the umpire, like we're not going to have that, yeah. or do you wait yeah. till five minutes in the final quarter when the scores are level? It's a tactical thing, isn't it? Because you know if you're in a tight game and all of a sudden you say, "I know where your kids go to school," then you're going to get the next couple of free kicks in a tight game. See, I thought about a little twist on that by the fact that I thought oh, yeah. the idea that actually 
instead of getting a free kick paid against you for umpire abuse, you get a free yeah. oh. a fifty meter paid in your advantage for the umpire abuse. Yep. So the umpire will hear your abuse and go, mm. you know what? Pay that. That's actually pretty good. <laughs> you, you've done your research. You've done your background. Yeah, you've done yep, your backgrounding. Yep. I'm going to give you 50 for that, mate. No hard yep. feelings. No hard feelings. No hard feelings. Yeah. Uh, you, you knew all their names. You know the what year level they're in. Good work. Here's 50. <laughs> uh, I thought maybe one we can do uh, was, and, and this is essentially where the league is heading, I imagine. And I imagine this is where Gil will be going. But I imagine we franchise the AFL kitchen and bar to every airport in the world. Well, yeah, it just makes sense, doesn't it? Like if you, if you're traveling um, from say Dubai and you're going to Finland and you stop off somewhere in say, you know, Eastern Europe, you would Mm -hmm. want at least three opportunities to get to the AFL kitchen and bar. I figure, I figure. It just makes sense. And I figure this is what's in Gil's future. Like he is Mm going to be heading off to become the brains trust behind the AFL kitchen and bar. A bit like that. Have you ever watched the movie The Founder with Michael Keaton? No, I haven't. So essentially about a guy who uh, kind of came across the original McDonald's restaurant and then built it into the franchise that it is today. Yep. Uh, and did it through maybe uh, questionable methods. But I feel like Gil is like, you know, he talks about, makes noise about, you know, spending more time with the family. But we know what's happening. Yeah. Like, we know he's going to be heading down to the Airfield Kitchen and Bar at Melbourne Airport and looking around thinking, how can I expand on this? How can I make yeah. sure people get stung? $20 for a Savion Blanc yeah. on a Wednesday afternoon when there are about 10 yep. people there. Well, you know what? And you hear this a lot when people go to Vegas. And I know people say what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, but they do bring back the... Um, they do bring back by saying it wasn't as good as as much, you know, cocaine I had and all that drinks, free drinks and all the money I won on the crap sales. There isn't an AFL kitchen and bar there. Yeah, I've been hearing that a lot, actually. For a lot of mates, I mean, yeah. I know we haven't been able to go overseas for a long time, but, like, mm. more and more of my friends have been going off to Vegas and they come back and they go, yep. look, it's fine. Look, there's right. a Sphinx, there's a pyramid, there's a replica mm. of Paris, there's a replica of New York. But the thing yeah. I keep on hearing time and time again <laughs> is that there's no AFL kitchen and bar. They go, they go. Look, I'm here to party for a week. Yeah, I've got absolutely. brown dog with me. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and and the only thing that will fill the hole in my heart is a premiership uh, pepperoni or a, a midfielder's margarita. I don't know why they don't yeah. have. I, I mean, and but that's that's why Gill is going to be so good. Because he will now, you know, fill these holes all around the world true. with the AFL kitchen and bar. Yeah, true. People will be like, are you going to, oh, you're going to Rio de Janeiro, you're going to see the Christ the Redeemer. The what? I'm going to the AFL kitchen <laughs> and bar, mate. Well, what's Christ the Redeemer? <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. It's like that thing of like, um, I actually had a friend recently, uh, they're a chef and they've gone down to Antarctica for like three months oh, yeah. to be a chef down uh-huh. there for the, the crew down there. And yep. actually, yeah, I got a call from him like, a few weeks ago, and he was like, "No one told me that there was no AFL kitchen and bar in here." <laughs> Fuck! I mean, you know, I thought that's what Mawson travelled across <laughs> the South Pole for. I thought that's what he was on our notes for. I mean, fuck! If he couldn't have even established AFL kitchen and bar, what's the point of going down there? Well, I don't know. When you hear about, <laughs> as we play this game, when you hear about Elon Musk saying, you know, we need to put a person on a moon in, you know, five seven years, like you know what yeah. they're looking for when they get there. Yeah, like, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, when they're turning that first sod, they're going, this is the perfect place for a gravity-free 
midfielders, Margarita. Now, one of the great things I think we can do with the AFL, uh, sorry, with uh, with our role as the dual um, CEOs, and you know, if you want to be the yeah. front man, if you, you can be the front man, I'll, I'll work behind the rooms, like work work you know behind the scenes. Like if you want to be no, the head, you want to do the go, talks, you know? and I just kind of I'm just out the back. I'm just out the back yeah. in, in the count room, counting the cash. Get, get <laughs> shit done. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no one ever sees you're anyone laund- coming in or leaving. Yeah, you're laundering everything that we've got going there. I also think it's a great opportunity, as we are, you know, brand expanders, uh, for mm. Junkbet to become the official and only betting organisation of the AFL. I feel like I feel like it's a great little avenue for us to kind of, you know, just take over that kind of area of the game. And that's just purely coincidence that we would mm. uh, monetize our company. They're, 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 you know, I mean, if we're putting we're, it out to tender. Yeah, fuck, man, fuck, we're not, you know, Ivanka and Jared Kushner. Like, you know, we're no, all about board no, here, no, 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 no. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. We'll put it out to tender. We'll laugh at the other tenders, and then Chuck <laughs> Bet will get the get the nod. And I think that's fair enough. Yeah, sure. We might own own the other companies that we put it out to tender under the shell company that we may yes. or may not own in the Cayman yeah. Islands. But look, there's a lot of water to go under the bridge before we... Who do you think we'll be up against? Uh, I'm seeing Eddie Maguire is saying he doesn't want to put his hat on the hat in the ring, which means that Eddie Maguire is putting his hat in the ring. Definitely wants the job, yeah. It does. There's nothing surer than Eddie wanting that job. It's kind of interesting. There's two or three people kind of in the AFL right now who um, mm. are being bandied about. I actually wouldn't be surprised if they went with someone outside the organisation. Oh, okay. A ring-in, if you will. I suppose so, yeah. I feel like I feel like the other people, if they want the job, they probably would have made noises about wanting the job. Or you would have heard... Yeah, yeah. Or the jungle drums would have been beating, Adam. Yeah, that's a good point. Who would you go with? Would you go with, like, a, a Gladys Berejiklian? I mean, sure, she she left her um, her... Post as the New South Wales Premier in slight disgrace, but you know, uh, I think maybe not a Gladys, but like by the fact I think she got a few things on a plate. But I'm, yep. I feel like maybe a Gina Reinhart. She knows oh. how to run a tight ship. She does. She's well loved. Well by liked. <laughs> Lovable. <laughs> Australia's sweetheart. Yeah, exactly. All right, all right. Here's one. If it's not going to be us, and it leaves the league with no other option, it has to be the chicken train, Ricky Nixon. How can you not? The man, the man knows football. He knows merchandising. He knows yep. how to bring money in. He knows vaccines. He knows book launches. He knows every part of media and footy, and he is perfect for the role. Give me, give me 75 good reasons why it can't <laughs> be Ricky. You can't. You can't think of any. The only thing I think it can think about Ricky, like the only negative... Mm. There are just okay. some people out there, they don't need the job. You know, like I'm sure they're <laughs> yeah. going to yeah. tap a few people on the shoulder and they go, hey, you're the CEO yeah. of ANZ or whatever. And they go, well, I'm yeah. making $15 million. What do you got? And they go, well, yeah. not that. So I think for Ricky, it's the kind of thing where because he's built up such a fortune every year through the 300 premiership footballers that he sells to fans <laughs> after the game, all authentically yeah. autographed. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I don't know how every Melbourne supporter last year, after they won, got a Premiership Cup, like the <laughs> Premiership Cup. I just didn't know they had that many, but he's orchestrated that. He's very, very clever. Hey, before we move on, I have one more week of my comedy festival show to go. Yeah. Had a quick plug. So uh, we're recording this on Monday the 18th, Tuesday the 19th to Sunday the 24th. I'm going through till I'm at the Coopers Inn at 8, 10 p.m., of course, Junk timers, you guys get yourselves a little discount when you type in the code LOWDOG, all lowercase. If you go to trybooking.com 
Uh, you can get your tickets there, 8.10 to the end of the week. Um, and don't forget that Anzac Day is on Monday. So Sunday, Sunday, mate, it's party time. That's what the diggers fought for. So you could come to my show and have a few froffies with me afterwards. That's what our That's actually a really good point. Yeah, you get a, a bunch there. of public holidays during the comedy festival Absolutely. run. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And I want to say a big thank you to all the junk timers who have come along that I've managed to see after the show. Thank you. I do appreciate it. And I do apologize to Alison, who sat in my front row last night. Um, her, her daughter got in contact with, with me on Instagram and said that they both love the show, but her mum, Alison, did not uh, love sitting in that front row. Uh, yeah, I figure. Um yeah, I figure she kind of goes to the show and no matter where she sits, like, she's not going to have fun no matter what. Did you talk to Alison? <laughs> Alison's mum? I did talk to Alison. I did. T- I, I, Alison was the mum, Caitlin is the daughter, I suppose. Yeah, gotcha, gotcha. What kind of stuff are you doing? Um, where are you from? What 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 job do you do? <laughs> you I actually, I don't... I, I did get to what job she did, but only because uh, I'd already talked about anti-vaxxers and she was a nurse. And I said, oh, okay. you are, you're a hero. You're a hero to all of us in the room. And I got her a round of applause and everyone chipped in $100. Oh, it's, really? a great, it's a great kind of show that I... I did I you did. pander like that? Did you kind of go, oh... Yeah. Hey, give round of applause, Alison. She's, you know, selfless. Putting herself out there, guys. Oh, and it gives me like about a minute or two to gather my thoughts before I move on to the next topic, guys. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it, it makes her seem really good and me seem like I'm doing a good thing before I absolutely hang shit on something. <laughs> I do find so it very anyway, funny when uh, comedians, um, you know, they do ask people's professions and they go, oh, yeah, good on your shit profession. And it's like, um, have you thought for a second that you're a fucking comedian? Like, you don't have yeah. any leg to stand on here, mate. No, you know, the, the one thing that happens to me, though, is I, there's so many, because I've been a stand-up so long and I've worked, you know, um, as a writer most of my life, I don't know what a lot of jobs are. Oh, so yeah. when people say, oh, yeah, you know, I work in uh, recruitment, and you're just a bit like, oh, I don't know exactly what that is. Or a, a woman the other day said she worked in payroll, and I was like, you just pay people, that's the, all it is, kind of. Actually, that's a good question. Actually, if anyone out there does payroll, like we'd like to find out what you do. I met like in my head immediately. I just think it's like, and not just like I don't mean demeaning wise because I'm comic and so mm-hmm. therefore I'm far lower than you on the um Pathetic. on the ladder. But um, I f- is it putting the right BSB and account into payroll and I imagine all that. I imagine it's taking care of everyone's super all that kind of shit. Ah, yeah, but I sure. got kept all, I kept because I kept asking her about if she could launder money and. And I said, have you ever done like forensics? And she said she had done that kind of stuff looking for where people had skimmed money off the account. So we go, it was a bit of fun talking about that. Okay, gotcha. So she yeah, you know, a bit of has a record, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> she, was, she had a nice little ankle bracelet on. I didn't ask what that was for. <laughs> so we look but at hey, the let's get Adam? to the ladder. There's been some, yeah. Yeah, there's been some uh, pretty amazing results. Melbourne, of course, sitting top and pretty. I can't see them ever losing a game again. Can you? Uh, I figure they're going to go the whole year. Yeah, yeah. Like, you would have thought clearly, so. They're clearly the best team, and I feel like they're also not really trying at the minute. Like they feel like they they go out and expect to win by a lot. Because you look at someone like GWS, who they thumped on the weekend, and you go, they can be a fairly good side. No, obviously not when they're away from Melbourne, but hmm. you just would have thought that they would have put up more of a fight. And Melbourne, you're right, they just kind of they do it easy. And then they step on the gas for a bit and they yeah. blow you away and then they just cruise home. They do what they need to do. Yeah, yeah. I think you're right. I think and they've 
they've got class on every line and they really haven't missed mm. a beat since the grand final. Yeah, and I think they're at their longest ever winning streak, uh, you know, across two seasons, which I think they're at to maybe 12. Okay, gotcha. Well, I yeah. predict a loss this week then. There we go. Oh, there you go. And they're playing the Tigers, which will actually be a big game because Richmond really do need to uh, win next week. Uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's kind of it's interesting. It's like in even only five weeks in, you kind of, you can, you can see the dudes who are like, it's beginning to become very difficult for them to make the eight. Yes. Hmm. Yep. Well, then you've got, and this is, I reckon, probably one of the probably the biggest surprise of the season, wouldn't you say? That Frio was sitting in second with a great percentage, which Frio were not ever known for, like, really burying teams, but yep. they've just been playing really good footy. Got the Lions then, as expected. Saints probably showing a bit more than people thought at the start of the year. Yeah. Swans, and then na-da-da-da-da. Da, da, so Carlton da, plays da, da. Frio this week over in Fremantle, and ah. that will be a fucking. That's. I mean, it hasn't been said before. It's a top of the table clash, Michael. Like I we're think you find Adam. It is a eight point game. It fucking is already, and we haven't had like we haven't. We don't usually get eight points for the season. So to be in an eight point game is absolutely fucking exciting and terrifying. That's actually very interesting. Like, that's actually like a really big clash, isn't it, too? And like, if you guys got up for that one, that would be fucking remarkable. And that would push you into the top four, probably, probably, which is Uh, terrifying. You would think so. But uh, see, what Carlton need to do is whatever they do at half time, they need to never fucking do that ever again. (laughs) So it's like three weeks in a row that we've been leading, oh no, uh, beside the Gold Coast game, our last three wins, we've been leading comfortably at half time. Mm -hmm. And then we have let the other team right back in it and nearly lost the game. You were 50 up yesterday, weren't you? 50. And then uh, they got to win in three. It was so ridiculous. Do you want to talk about the, the team rounding out the eight? It's just a little team just rounding out the eight. Just check out that. So we've got Geelong team. in seventh, and then we've got Hawthorne in eighth. Da, 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 da. I mean, even if it was like 17th versus 18th, like it's always good fun to beat mm. Geelong. You know, my love to my Geelong friends, but that was pretty cool to, to see that. It was a good win. It was a good mm. win by you, you guys, because I actually I had an eye on it, and you know Hawthorne, um, you got off to a good start, but then Geelong seemed to steady, and you thought in that yeah. third quarter it was just going to be the older, bigger bodies that got you through in the wet. You kind of figured, yeah, you kind of figured three quarter time, like you know, it'd be like a, um, uh, you know, they maybe run away with it, like maybe a five goal win or yeah. something in the end. But we came back, mate. So you also had possibly the worst fifty metre penalty paid against you that has ever been ever been given. So uh, uh, the Tomahawk, Tom Hawkins got a very dubious free kick oh, in when he dove. the forward line. Yeah, when he, he took off. He took yeah. off after um, Frosty pushed him out of the way and Jath took the mark. He gets a free kick, you're like, fine. So back in the centre, so sixty metres off the ball, Tom Mitchell and Jack Gunston are watching the replay and you hear the crowd just like, oh, and then they just kind of put their arms up like pointing to the scoreboard and then that umpire goes, abuse, 50 metres. And you're yeah. just like, what? They can't even point at the scoreboard? Yeah. Like that's not abuse. Like that, that. Do you reckon there'll be a change? Do you reckon Brad Scott's going to have to go, all right, all right, umpires, you've had your fucking fun, but come on, now people are just hating us. It's probably a happy meeting to be had. I do understand by the fact that they don't want juniors to be doing that kind of stuff, but also if you're no, a no, junior... No, 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 but out-and-out abuse, I get. Yep. 
And if you're a junior pointing at a scoreboard that has a video replay on it, <laughs> you go like, well, <laughs> okay, yeah. mate, you should just be happy where you're playing. But yeah. I, I mean, you never know. Like, they might have been pointing at the junk bet odds on the screen that changed, you know, True. immediately. Rapidly. But I, f- I feel like, I, f- I feel like, well, I think it's all or nothing. I feel like it's, you know, you either accept a little bit or you have none at all. And I think they're going to lean towards none at all. Yeah, but see, I, I think accepting a little bit, like I, the, doing what they did was just a bit like, oh, come on. Like, it just seems that this zero tolerance policy in the moment when something happens, and you might even be pissed off yourself, you're like, oh, fuck, and you throw your arms up, and it looks yep. like you're having a crack at the umpire. Like, I often call myself, like if I'm, when I'm playing footy, I go, oh, you fucking white maggot low dog cockhead. <laughs> and I'm talking about myself, and the umpire's <laughs> like, that's abuse. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, Razor Ray, which is my nickname for myself. And people will kick me out of the ground thinking that I'm abusing him. And it's like, not, you know, when I'm yelling out bald-headed flog, I'm calling myself that. You know, it's just, people oh, got to understand. Flogman, that takes me back. What's Flogman up to nowadays? Actually, could he be our, he, could he be our number three? I mean, we're going to have to look for a crew. Like, we've got to have a clean out, yeah, obviously, when we become the, um, yeah, the dual CEOs. Like, we get Flogman. Well, obviously, like if 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 you're working in the back rooms, you'd have Catman out there as well. Oh yeah, because he's sure. got some he's got some hot takes on some things. That mm-hmm. Probably we won't. We need to filter them first, but we need to know what do you think on this Catman? I'm trying to think what job we can give to Trout from Wood End because he strikes me yeah. as highly qualified. Well, I'd, I'd put him in communications. He knows how to <laughs> ring into a radio station every seven minutes. So <laughs> let's give him a crack. Oh. Um, so just outside the eight, we've got uh, all on eight points. You've got Collingwood, the, do- the Doggies, Richmond, Gold Coast, and the Crows. I'm calling it now, Richmond, G-O-N-E. Yeah, the dynasty's over, you're saying? G-O-N-E. I mean, you, you, having, having come from a side that had a dynasty, do you see the similarities between, you know, teams? And are you seeing, are you seeing the joy in other supporters about their demise that, you know, you saw in my eyes when you guys fell off a cliff. Yeah, but I say that every five seconds from you, whenever, you know... Well, that's true, that's whenever true. Whenever there's I, I ring anything you. about Hawthorne, like, yeah. it might be... Sli- <laughs> like, you know, you, you show me training footage and, like, Jack Gunston, like, misses yeah. a target and you're, like, going, ha, 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 it's fucking awesome, Hawthorne's yeah. on the skids. Or even if, like, like a, a, a tram is running late in Glenfree Road, I'll ring you and be like, ah, you fucking idiots. <laughs> you fucked up big time, right. mate. Yeah. <laughs> But I reckon probably the big stories would be Essendon and Port of the bottom Yeah, I would have thought so. Just by the fact you kind of figure like the group around that bottom third of the eight, you kind of figured would be around about there. But the Bombers made finals obviously last year. Um, mm. Lost, I think, by about 40 points against the Dogs in that first week. But it weren't, you know, pretty competitive match until like halfway through the third. And then yeah. Port, prelim last year, a couple of years in a row. And uh, mm, question without notice. Oof. Ken Hinckley. Can he survive the year? Now, I'm not sure about his contract status, but if he gets to like a, you know, one on 12 or something, like, sounds like the people, the jungle, no, no actually, not the jungle drums, mm. my mail. Oh, my mail. And they've, no, they've said this in the media before, but like, but he hasn't genuinely been kind of accepted over there. 
Yeah, which is really strange. Like you go mm. after ten years, and I reckon he's done like a pretty fucking good job. Like they've played in the, they've been thereabouts in finals. They've never got the job done. They played in two prelims that were awful last year, but they ran Richmond to within like seven points the year before. Yeah, and he's contracted till twenty twenty three. I think the issue, the 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 problem the Port made was they came out and said we want you know. Two million uh, members, and we want to win five flags in the next four years. Like they really overcooked everything, yeah. And so gotcha. they put this undue pressure on themselves. It's like everyone wants to win a flag. Don't fucking mm. come out and say it. Like, what, mm. what's the point? It's kind of funny though. I'm actually thinking about the plans they have. Yeah, Hawthorne came out with one famously to have two flags in five years. Richmond came out famously. We all mocked them. When I think they said they wanted three flags, they wanted a hundred thousand members. And uh, and they wanted another sequel so to, to the Fast and Furious maybe? films. Oh yeah, good. Yep. And they hit that target. I feel like actually the idea would be if you come out with your five year plan, it's actually seemed to have worked. Like I don't actually remember like the Crows having a plan or the Bombers having a plan. I mean, Carlton came out with the plan a couple of years ago, and you know, I mean, that's all good, good fun and games. <laughs> but yeah. it actually sounds like if you go out in the limb and say this is our plan, like. It actually, you put you, turns you put out. pressure on yourself to mm. do it. Mm. Hey, man, football is in real life. Yeah, hit me. From Scott, went to the Australian Grand Prix, had to drive because I had to pick up my pass on the way. Okay, so that's an odd. What you, you don't believe bit that? To add. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, no. Otherwise, because it would be smart. To get public transport to an event where it's going to be so crowded around, I think is what he's getting uh, at. I was driving around South Melbourne looking for a park, getting annoyed because everywhere was a permit zone or two hours maximum. There we go. Don't you figure like on the day like that, they'd kind of make it a bit freeze because they knew people are travelling around or anyway? No, I think they make it even worse because if you're a local around there, uh, they're all like, uh, yeah. get rid of the Grand Prix and tie a yellow ribbon around the trees and save our lake and, you know, we'll take all the money from the parking we can put in our front yards, but we don't really want it here. It's very funny that when you look back to the reaction to the Grand Prix when it came in, like what, mid to late 90s? 94 Yeah, maybe 97. I think I went to the second one. Maybe I was about 20, 21. But um, when you think back, and people may not know this, but like it was genuinely like a a massive deal that people didn't want the Grand Prix, and and remember mm. the people who would still protest like five years later. Yeah, they yeah, were, absolutely. And there was massive protests they had. I don't know what the problem was. Like it was local residents, like they didn't want the noise or something. Yeah, or? yeah, I think it was local residents who uh, were complaining about how uh, a Grand Prix track that was built around a lake was being used as a Grand Prix track around the lake. And then I remember there was a protest where there's a bunch of people and Jeff Kennett showed up mm. and kind of stood there defiantly. It's, it's well, hang, Jeff, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Jeff Kennett went there to antagonise protesters? It's weird to Jeff You've to got the wrong guy. <laughs> it's weird Jeff to, to read the room like that. I don't really know. <laughs> and he rocked up in a fucking F1 car and just did burnouts. Uh, anyway, uh, uh, permit zone or two hours maximum. Getting really frazzled as the F1 qualifying was about to start. As I drove down one of the back streets panicking for a park, worried I miss out on the action. I saw a middle-aged, well-dressed man walking across the street. Uh, chest very proud. Uh, it was none other than Dermy. Dermot Brereton. Ah. I pulled up alongside and said, G'day. And I asked if there was parking around where we were and he pointed towards the end of the street. And bugger me, he was right. Dermy. There you go, mate. He knows his stuff around there. 
two hours later in the 30-minute queue for a beer. I'm a few metres behind a big group of lads dressed in what looked like op shop clothes. My mate who was Smith with me, who's a Richmond supporter, said, fuck me, that's Clayton Oliver. I looked and he said, uh, can't miss a head like that. Uh, I wanted to get a photo being a diehard Melbourne supporter, but I didn't want to barge in as he was having a great time with his group of mates. Uh, taller than I thought he would be. There you go. The double, the double whammy of the two footballers in real life in the same story. Now, do you think Dermy was in the car or do you think Dermy was on the bike? Uh, I reckon Dermy was on the street. Just wondering, Wait. you know, because he's... Hey? Wait, well, I know he's on the street, but do you think he was on a bike oh. or do you think he was in the car? Uh, on his bike on the way to a nightclub. Is that where you're getting it? Uh, yeah. Okay, here we go. Nine years, guys. <laughs> Nine years we've been doing this. Uh, from Jenny, just spotted uh, 2020 number one draft pick, uh, Jamara Hugo Hagen at the local Central Park shops in Malvern. In brackets, my parents Ooh. are doing very well for themselves. I'm not. Uh, waiting for a coffee from one of the busy establishments, fresh off a demolition of North on Good Friday. A head nod of recognition was shared. There we go. He'd like that, Jamara, just to go, yeah, that's right. I'm him. I'm the big dog. Keep an eye on me. Going to be number one. From Thomas, walking past Town Hall in Melbourne at about 10.30 on Saturday night after seeing my 12th comedy festival show this year. In brackets, yes, I'm doing very well. And oh, thank you for coming along. I don't know if you've been to my show, Thomas, but good on you for going out and supporting comedy. We do Head on down, show. Thomas, Adam show. I saw a man fly yep. down Little Collins Street and onto Swanston on an electric scooter. As the man pulled onto the tram tracks, passed multiple bystanders, did a sharp U-turn and then powered back up Little Collins again, I noticed it was none other than Collingwood's own Braden Maynard. Clearly enjoying the Easter long weekend in a fashion that perhaps the Collingwood doctors would describe as risky. I was mm. immediately sure that the man wobbling about on the tram tracks was the man himself and thought perhaps my mind was playing tricks. But the exclamations of other bystanders was enough to prove the legitimacy of my sighting. He was scooted, as he scooted away, I even managed to get a bad one-second video, which we did see. No proof yes, that it was Braden, like, from my view, but I, I would take no, um, Thomas's word for it. No, it was bad. But, yeah, you'd, take, you'd know Braden. He's got a very uh, distinct-looking face. So I reckon you'd know Braden Maynard when you saw But I would imagine that um, Thomas is right. The doctors would not be into that shit at all. I would imagine, yeah. So is that one of the uh, – you hire them? They're kind of lying around the town? Yeah, yeah, one of those e-scooters that are really light and you can they're really easy to throw into the Yarra. Yeah, dude, man. I, I rode like an electric bike about two months ago. It was a bit yeah. frightening. Yeah, okay, like, man. Like it weighed a ton, but it kind of like I didn't quite know its power. I haven't ridden a bike for ages, but like I didn't quite know its power. So you kind of like turn the handle a little bit and you go like, whoa, it's a bit frightening. Yeah, yeah. No, they're awesome. But I imagine that uh, the club would be like, eh, uh, We'd prefer you took an Uber, Brado. From Jake. Every now and then, I work for Uber Eats to make a quick buck when I'm studying. I usually chuck Triple M on the radio and drive around <laughs> listening to the absolute garbage the blokes on there chat about. Sounds like they've had one too many schooners at the local polis club. But this particular Good Friday, I'm driving around doing food pickups and I get a pickup for Northcote so- Seafood and Bar. Sheesh. It's no kitchen and bar. Mm. I park up at the back of Northcote Plaza and walk in only to run into ex-Carlton Premiership player and legend and Christo serving customers. Being a lifelong Carlton supporter, I recognise him straight away and give him the old, 
Um, mate, I remember watching you play when I was only this big. You're a bloody Carlton legend. And he gives me a little, nah, mate, I was a shit kicker. Oh, come on, Ange. Believe in come yourself, on, Ange. mate. Come on, Ange. People used to woof when you kicked. I beg to differ and uh, wait for my pickup. It was clear he doesn't get the fanboys anymore because he gave me the food and goes, there you go, mate. Grab yourself a can of Coke on the way out and up the baggers. <laughs> yes, Ange. What a legend. So do you think Ange owns that place? Do you think? Because he... I get a feeling he's mainly been in the hospitality game for a while, famously of Lucky Hut, but like, I feel like he's been jumping around at a few different venues. Yeah, the I reckon he used to run a cafe around the corner from me in North Fitzroy, and yep. Hannah had that one called the Fitz on Brunswick Street in Fitzroy. Do you reckon Mill's so still there? There's kind of a few of them here and there. Is Do you reckon Mill's still there running the Fitz? Don't know. I haven't seen Mill for ages. Mm, gotcha. Okay. Junk timers, head to the Fitz in Brunswick Street in Fitzroy yep. uh, for a football in real life next week. And actually make <laughs> make a big deal about it too. And go, and yeah. Chris who gave our mate a, mate a, a can of Coke. Fucking, yeah. what are we getting for free? Yeah, help us out here. Help us out. Uh, well, and don't forget my comedy festival show finishes this Sunday. Um, Anzac Day Eve. Get along to it. It's Tuesday through to Sunday. Tickets available at Tribooking. The show's called No You Come Down. I'm on at 8.10 at the Cooper's Inn. Love to see you there. And the, and the code word? Low dog. We're going to hit the road. We are Junk Time Alpha Pilot at Gmail, Twitter, Facebook, and the Gram. And go hoops. I go blue. Serves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.